drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? It's your host, Eric Oakley, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. You guys know what it is. Serving up that delicious Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid here on the pod. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! We got at Chops and the D-Chops. He's back to talk some lions and who knows what else we might get into. Chops, how you doing this week? Happy! Happy 4th of July, people! Woo-wee! Happy to be back on the show, Oakry, two weeks in a row. Let's go! Let's do this. Let's do this, man. Choppy, we got lots to talk about, man. We usually do news and notes right off the top, so... Um, gosh, man, I, I want to throw this at you. I mean, you come on the show, you talk about this guy nonstop. There was a tweet, a video... Of your boy, <laughs> Jared Goff, throwing a football with his eyes closed. I mean, I'm sure you were impressed. I'm sure you retweeted. I'm sure this means we're going to win the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts about this? Oh, man. When I saw that on uh, on the old Twitterverse, I just wanted to hear the <laughs> My boy, Jared Goff, throwing no-look dimes down the field. You better get used to it, boys and girls, because it doesn't matter if his eyes are open. It doesn't matter if his eyes are closed. It doesn't matter if he's scrambling. It doesn't matter if he's in the pocket. He's going to be throwing dimes all season long. Get on the golf train, people. Jeffs isn't really that impressive, though. I mean, the guy dropped back, had his eyes wide open, looked at Amon Ra, and then threw the ball, then with his eyes closed to a wide open space on a high school practice field. I mean, does this really have to go viral? Seriously? Okri, as the original conductor of the Goff train, everything Jared Goff is supposed to be viral. So I don't care if he was throwing a Nerf football down the street to some little kid in the neighborhood with his eyes open or with his eyes closed, with a spinorama, whatever. It was Jared Goff, so it's good. Gotta play it. Gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, like you say, everyone seemed to love it. I think it's a little whatever, it, it, you know, in regards to this eyes closed, no look, whatever you want to take it. But uh, it's TBD, if you ask me. But I hope he plays well. <laughs> um, Chops, let's get to my boy JMO. Hashtag JMO fast. I mean... All this ridiculousness coming out about what really happened with this gambling bet. Um, you know, lines have played it cool or whatever. Could you see this coming down? Like, I feel like I'd love to get this from three or from six to three, even four games at worst. Like, can we get this reduced a little bit, NFL? This is absolutely ridiculous. The amount of games, the way that they're framing this when... 
He didn't bet on his team. He didn't bet on the NFL. He didn't do it at the Allen Park headquarters. He didn't do it uh, multiple times, it doesn't sound like, in, in some fashion. So I'd like a little reduction in this suspension. What about you? Yeah, Okri, let's be honest. The The right thing to do would be for the NFL to actually evaluate this, to talk with the Players Association. I mean, it sounds like 80% of the players don't even know what he did was a violation, right? Like he made a bet on his phone, like at from a hotel, but on a team trip. Like, give me a break, man. The guy's not sitting there betting on the NFL in the locker room. He's not sitting there betting that his quarterback's going to throw for 500 yards that game. He's not betting anything against anything relevant with the NFL. And by the way, uh, the NFL is hugely sponsored by, oh, I don't know, DraftKings and all the other platforms. All So they're allowed to promote it. They're allowed to talk about it. They're allowed to shove it in our faces as fans. But as soon as a player bets on, you know, college basketball from a from a hotel on a team trip we're going to suspend it for six games no the right thing to do is for them to reevaluate it and to actually make it right and do it but guess what it's the no fun league when do they ever come back when does goodell come to the podium and say you know what i was wrong let me fix it let me make right no exactly well let's hope let's hope it gets brought down a bit i mean uh, if it stays at six we've all kind of assumed that's the case anyway caps i want to take a quick side tangent here because i want to give you some props man i know i give you a hard time on the show i've been known to do that for uh years here on the kool-aid cast to have a little fun but hashtag choppy hockey as i deemed it was running wild the last few days because everything red wings was being retweeted they're doing their draft they're in free agency you love the detroit red wings i do as well but i've been getting very impatient the last two three four the last decade when they haven't won a damn thing after we were so spoiled for all those years i just want to give you a quick moment to educate the people on what's going on with our hockey team, why they should be fired up. Oh, I appreciate that, Okri. Yeah, listen, you know, as much work as I put on the Detroit Cooley cast and uh, all my love for the Detroit Lions, man, you know, hockey has kind of been my go-to sport for a long time. So I got to go back to my roots, especially on a week where you have the draft and free agency starts. So, yeah, look – Every opportunity they had to do a little breakdown, you know, talk about all the different picks. I'm not going to go through a whole breakdown of their draft, but man, if you want some good insight on what the Red Wings did during their draft, I got a little player profile, um, did some retweeting, actually did some analysis myself, put it out there. You can find me at Chops in the D, and I can give you a whole breakdown on what the Wings did in their uh, in their draft uh, picks 9, 17, and beyond. So I really like what they did. Um, I love the players that they got. I thought they got some guys at some really sneaky good value. And if you want a full breakdown on it, uh, hit me up on the Twitterverse. Definitely go check him out. Give him that follow and keep everybody in tune with what's going on. Because the ideal thing would be for the Lions, for the Red Wings, and even for my Pistons. And, and I got a quick Pistons rant real quick. The NBA, I swear, has turned into three-card Monty. They're just out there moving contracts, moving players, playing sleight of hand, Troy Weaver, instead of getting good basketball players that win ball games. And I'm getting sick of it. Oh, we got this guy for these picks to trade for this, to buy out this, to do... It's, it's more of a financial game than an actual building of a team like Brad always open for business homes is doing for our lions so i mean everybody love up on our football team please have hope in our hockey and our basketball teams and the sport we shall not speak of i mean 
Exactly. Um, Chops, one more Lions note before we get this show rolling today. We got some fireworks. We got our 4th of July spectacular to talk about. We'll get into that in a moment. But we're sitting here like at the beginning of July and we're literally like the Lions rookies report on the 19th. (laughs) The vets are in on July 22nd, Chops. (laughs) We're talking about like three weeks away. I just wanted to know from you if you had like a guy in training camp, a couple players, maybe a hot take, hot topic, something that you're going to be reared up for when the Lions get ready to roll at training camp, preseason, then before you know it, it's go time in Kansas City. Oh, okay, baby. Two weeks away, and then the rookies are going to be on the field, ready to go. I am so excited to see this get going, man. And listen, yeah, I do have a few things that I want to be keeping an eye on on training camp. I think there's some really big storylines coming out of out of Allen Park and Ford Field that we got to keep an eye on. And the first one is I am really excited to see what's going to go happen with these linebackers when how long it's going to take my boy, Mr. Jack Campbell, to come in and just start commanding the field. I know you got some depth there. You got Fabio, you got Derek Barnes, you got some other linebackers in there, but I think – I am excited to see how quickly Jack Campbell comes in here and just starts dominating the middle of the field. That's a big one for me. Another one that I'm really looking forward to, and I guess like you know, I can say this every year, but I think since this is, as you like to deem, the biggest offseason in Lions history, I cannot wait to see all our rookies and our free agent signings on the field wearing the Honolulu blue officially in Allen Park, getting ready to go, scheming with the coaches. I can't wait to see all these new names new names on the jerseys and just getting ready to go chops there's only one answer and one right answer to this question and it's hashtag jmo fast yes we were disappointed but you're gonna get to see this guy in every training camp practice just burning people deep catching the football doing dynamic things you'll get to see it in preseason and then we'll have to wait an undetermined amount of time, hopefully less than six games, to see him on the football field. That's number one, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, number two. But the other big topic is going to be this defensive backfield. How are these guys covering in practice? How do they do in preseason? So that game one, we can be ready to roll. None of this, oh, we got to figure things out. It's going to take us a little while. We don't have time to wait. We need Sutton, CJGJ, Tracy, um, you know, all our other corners, all our other ball plays, Jury Jacob, J-U, U-U, U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y, Jury Jacobs, to be out there balling from day one and being able to not let people pass the football all over us or run down our throats on defense. So I can't wait if you can't tell, man. It's going to be great. Uh, like we talked about last week, Okri, man, we went we went ballistic about our fireworks in the secondary. I think that's a huge group, and I agree that is going to be a really, really, really fun group to watch. And don't forget about some of the returners with Kirby Joseph and uh, you know the and and company. So, but you know that my eyes are going to be locked on CJ. That's my GJ all season long. Perhaps you mentioned fireworks. We talked last week about some fireworks. What about some Lions, offensive, fireworks, some playmakers? Who you got, man? Who's going to ball out this year and be dynamic for this football team? 
Well, I, I'm going to leave the one that's that's currently on the team, and he's your favorite to talk about other than JMO. I'm going to leave that one to you. So I'm going to start out with my boy, Jameer Gibbs. I cannot wait to see this guy on the field. We know he's fast. We know he ran a 4-3. He had 28 touchdowns of 20 yards or more in college. This dude is explosive. He is fast. He can catch. He can run. He is not a running back. He is not a wide receiver. He is a weapon. Cops, I just need you to do the drop from last week where he said, he's like a firecracker. <laughs> Uh, I can't do it on command, but I listen, we'll, we'll get going here, but I, but I, I might throw that out later on there when we're talking about somebody else. All right. I think I just did it better than you anyway. Um, man, man, the next person on the list is ARSB. I mean, Amon Ra. I mean, this guy's talking about wanting to go deep more. He's out there in California balling out with your boy golf, whether he's throwing his eyes open, his eyes closed, um, wherever he's throwing the football. Number 14 is going to get it. So I expect a big season. I actually invested in uh, in St. Brown in a couple fantasy leagues. I'm excited what he can do from a PPR perspective, catching the ball, scoring touchdowns, everything that we want from this, from this ball player. Yeah, and listen, with, uh, with my boy Amon Ra, I want to know when are we going to start talking about this guy in the same breath as Jamar Chase from that draft class, baby, because listen, Jamar was a top pick. Amon Ra was taken super late, so you got to argue that he was the best value player in that entire draft. So when you say Jamar Chase, it better quickly be followed up with a Amon Ra, unless you start with my boy ARSB. <laughs> exactly, man. We're really hoping he'll take that next step. And like the crazy part is, like an injury could obviously derail any of these guys we're talking about, but we love to keep the majority of these top ball players healthy for this offense. I mean, you said I could talk about my boy J-Mo, so I'll just get him in here quickly. Exactly what I said before. He's going to get people really excited in training camp and preseason. Then you're going to have to wait. But this guy's a DAWG on the football field. He can run deep, but he can do more than that. He's got to clean up some of this, this these drops and this body catching that he does. But he's so dynamic in so many ways. Like, get the ball in his hands. Get him some space and watch him go and and I'm not down on him whatsoever. I'm not worried about him from a personality perspective or as a football player. Uh just can't wait till he really gets rolling and and gets his feet under him in the NFL. It's going to be special. It's going to be really dynamic. So can't wait. Hashtag #jmo fast get back soon. Let's go. What's your favorite word, Oakry? Absolutely. And people just keep forgetting that this guy averaged over 100 yards a game as junior at Alabama. I mean, as a pro style team, man, everybody just, you know, uh, you know, they didn't see him a lot last year. So he just kind of like falls off the radar and everyone's sleeping on him. Don't sleep on JMO. Wake up, people, because this guy's going to be a firecracker. <laughs> exactly, man. Hey, I'm going to leave one guy for you at the end. So I'm going to double dip. Let me talk about my boy, Sam Laporta. Now, I'll honestly admit Laporta wasn't my top tight end. I had some questions about him. Once the Lions took him, I did the deep dive on this guy. Gosh, he's such a solid player in so many levels. He's been balling out in those rookie camps. Like, I think he's just going to fit in really nicely. And that could mean, like, you know, four to 500 yards, a handful of touchdowns. But I feel this guy's just going to kind of come in there, find a nice role for himself, make plays, move the sticks, score touchdowns, and, and be a gritty no-nonsense, too. You're not going to have to feed him. You're not going to have to worry about him on or off the field. 
I just love everything that Sam Laporta brings, the type of guy he is and the football player. It just seems like a perfect add at a position that we needed to add to. So, Chops, I love number 87. I think I don't like value tight ends to the nth degree, but seems like the perfect option. And speaking of perfect options, I leave the guy that you always talk about for our last offensive firecracker. How about your boy, the serpent of death, Josh Reynolds? <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to team me up for that one because, you know, he's my favorite. But hey, before I jump in him, I just want to make one more point about Sam Laporta, right? So last year, how many times did we say that TJ Hawk, Hawk just like left us wanting a little more like a few more yards to get that first down, like one more step to get in the clear and not trip over his own feet. Like one more, one more outstretched hand to grab a, a ball in stride and take it to the house. Like I just felt like every time he caught the ball, I thought I could get a little bit more from him. And I'm here to tell you, we are going to get those things from Sam Laporta. We are going to get those extra yak. We are going to get that extra six inches in the air where he makes that amazing grab. This kid is going to do it all in the NFL. Just watch out and be ready. And then I'm going to be able to say market hashtag what choppy said, <laughs> not even to late respond. I'm going to jump right into my boy, the serpent, Josh Reynolds. This guy is just steady, reliable. He is all over the field and he, I think he's going to make big plays just like DJ Chark did last year. So Chark's gone. Reynolds is stepping right in. Yes, I know we got Amon Ra. Yes, I know we got JMO Fast. Yes, I know we got plenty of other options. But listen, Josh Reynolds is going to be a steady, steady, reliable target for my boy, Jared Goff. When we need a big catch, he's going to make it, whether it's a late touchdown, whether it's a nice grab with some yak to get this in field goal range at the end of the game. Watch out. Josh Reynolds is going to do big things this year. Mark it. Perhaps we got one more person we need to talk about. Hold on. Let me get the fireworks going. <laughs> I, I have another drop that we might have to play as well. We only got a couple more minutes in this segment. Sell me again on Jared Goff, because everyone is now propping him up that he's going to, like, ball this year, and he's the perfect leader for this team, and he throws the ball on time, and he's he's all the players love him. And, and like, I'm just so hopeful, but, like, I see his wobbly passes. I see the fact that we surrounded him with talent everywhere. Like, is he really going to go for like 4,530-some-plus TDs and just be an absolute stud at the quarterback position? I mean, do you really need me to answer that? Yes, he's going to be a top-five quarterback. You know this. He is going to be able, with all these weapons around him, he is going to be able to put up stats. We're going to get into it later about what I think he's going to do right off the bat to kick off the season in Kansas City. But yes, this guy is ready to take us to the playoffs. So you're telling me Jared Goff is going to be the finale of the fireworks show. He's going to be that thing that you wait for at the very end. That's just going to be like the most incredible part of the performance. That's going to be number 16, our quarterback for the Detroit Lions. I mean, listen, if we can't have Katy Perry singing firework, then we might as well have Jared Goff on the train, taking it down the field and throwing up a whole bunch of touchdowns in 2023. So it's Katy Perry. No, it's Jared Goff. All right, Chubby, like we, we can't talk forever about your boy, but I knew you were going to make him like the finale of the fireworks show. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. It's TBD if you ask me, but we'll see. I hope he balls. I hope he's great. I will gladly come on the golf train if he does his thing. 
But let's quickly talk about some defensive fireworks. <laughs> let's talk about these guys on the defensive side of the ball that are going to be explosive. They're going to ball out. And there's like guys that I put on my list for this that are just that, explosive ball players. Not the best defensive guys we have. Not boring guys that are just uh, very you know, good at what they do or very consistent. I'm talking about the explosive ball players. And the first one on my list has been my boy. I'm be rocking the jersey all day long. You guys know what it is. Unleash Hutch. Number 97. I feel like this guy, everyone's kind of like, well, he might have a uh, slower second gear. I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. And others are talking about how he's looking like a beast this offseason, how this guy's bigger than ever. He's more determined than ever. He's ready to ball out. Aiden Hutchinson has seemed like an NFL just explosive ball player since we took him, since me and you yelled at the microphone to take Hutch. We couldn't believe that he was there, too. He had a great rookie season. I think he's going to just compound that and be really fun to watch. Great team players. Teammates love him. And a guy that can come explosive off the edge. And if he gets his hands on you, he slings you to the ground. He punishes you. And I absolutely love all that. So Unleash Hutch is my first guy. Yeah, got to love it, Okri. Listen to me. This guy is not going to suffer a sophomore slump. It is not going to happen, people. So you better get on the Unleash Hutch because it's going to continue to in year two. I expect big things. I'm calling 15 sacks for this guy coming up in year two, baby. He's going to wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. And again, I even think he's going to sprinkle in a couple interceptions here and there along the way. So this guy is multiverse. He is able to do many things. He's going to keep the sacks coming. He's going to get a little uh, help on the other sides, which is going to keep his pressure going. So I am huge on Hutch. No sophomore slump. Sky's the limit for this guy in year two. Of it, let me let me pitch this guy to you because you you came up with the catchy little nickname. You kind of dubbed it off of uh, my boy DJ Chark from last year. I was the guy that went on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek O'Cree and was like, "Hey Brad Holmes, let's go get this guy." And then he jumped right on the phone, called up the agents, made it happen. CJ GJ Gardner Johnson. Uh, he's got so much dog, so much personality. He's an explosive guy both on and off the field. Uh, Okri, I love this guy, man. I, this, he brings the swagger and he's just so fun to listen to. He's fun to watch. His game is amazing. Um, I, he's just a fun person to like have on your team, right? Because you never know what he's going to say. Um, he's very confident. He's only been in the league for like four years, but it seems like he's been around way longer, but this is just the kind of guy that you want playing on your squad. So he's swaggy. He's funny. Uh, he's got he's got takes, and I am telling you that I think this guy is going to get double-digit interceptions. He had his career best eight last year, and he's going to top it. He's going 10 or more this year. He's going to be the anchor, and I am here for to tell you that CJ, that's my DJ, is going to <laughs> light it up. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's funnier that you call, just call him CJ your DJ. I don't know if he's playing music for you now. or the, Did you say 10 interceptions? Is that what you said here on the show? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, you've had a few too many glasses of that Detroit Kool-Aid, my man. Drink it in. Uh... I mean, I get excited about players, but nobody's having 10 INTs from a safety nickel position. I'm here to tell you that. But I think he's going to be really good, really fun on a whole bunch of levels. This next guy I want to talk about for a second. 
um, falls in that category of I got him on here because of the explosiveness and people are down on this guy. People have already written him off. People don't think he's going to play. Rave reviews this offseason. You're talking explosive fireworks like a firecracker, as you say. It's my boy, Derek. I spelled my first name wrong. Barnes, number 55. This guy's a physical beast. Looks like Ray Lewis out on the field. Runs sideline to sideline. And when he gets to you, he hammers you. So I think this guy is firework explosive from a defensive physical perspective. I think it's all coming together for him mentally. Look out for DB, Derek Barnes, to be balling and to be a starting possible linebacker for this football team. Um, You know, in, in lots of situations and until our boy Jack Campbell really gets it rolling. Yeah, listen, this is the guy for me that uh, I, I'm i going to use your catchphrase. It's TBD, if you ask me. Let's wait and see. But this is a big <laughs> year for him. He has to play well this year because it's year three. We putzed around for the first two years. We thought we had something. We haven't seen a whole lot. I'm getting a lot of hype in the offseason. I'm optimistic, but he's got to show me that he can ball out because if he doesn't do it this year, he's going to fall down the charts and guys are going to kind of forget who he is and and I, you know, he may not even be relevant in year four if he does not have a big year three. Gops, I'm throwing this guy to you next. Houston, we have a problem. But we don't have a problem because James Houston is an explosive ball player off the edge. Bunch of sacks last year. Everybody excited. I think he's just scratching the surface. I think this guy going to be kind of a role player, ultimate pass rusher type of guy, but... Love what he brings to the table, ultra-explosive on so many levels. Okri, how can you go wrong with eight sacks in seven games, okay? You can't. Seven games, eight sacks. Insane. This guy, and I know some people are like, well, he's kind of a gimmicky player. He only is going to play in certain situations. Listen, I don't think that's the case. I think that's what they had to do with him last year because he wasn't fully healthy. But coming into year two, he is fully healthy. He's ready to play all 17 games, and he is going to have ridiculous sack numbers. Again, because he's going to be uh, Houston, we have a huge problem on the other side of Hutch because what are they going to do? They can't stop them both. They're going to have to make decisions, and one of those boys is going to eat either way. And I think that Houston is going to be a rocket fired at quarterbacks all year long. And the other thing that I'm really looking for this guy is forced fumbles, all right? I can see this guy being so explosive, so attacking, that he's forcing three or four fumbles this year. So just watch out for that sneaky stack that I like, but I think he's going to crush this year. No doubt, man. Those are just a few, too, because I feel like this is a very explosive defense. Um, going to be very, you know, overlooked, especially to start the year. Kind of like our offense has been the last couple where people thought, oh, you know, they have a couple of few. But now, like, everybody knows we're top 10, top 8, maybe top 5, maybe the best offense in all of football. I feel like this defense is going to be uh, come out, fireworks, guns a-blazing, and people are going to be like, Man, when you play Detroit, when you're in Detroit, um, they're going to light off some fireworks on on both sides of the football. So, Chops, that that got our our Independence Day, Fourth of July show off to a uh, a blazing start there. And uh, I say we get our great sponsors in here. When we come back, man, I got a list of great listeners I want to shout out. And then I want to talk to you about firework games. I'm talking about when we blew up the scoreboard, when we lit it up in 2022 and some 2023 games, they're going to be absolute fireworks for the Detroit Lions. You ready to get into all that, man? Let's do this. 
Okay, I can't wait. Let's get our commercial sponsors in because you know we love it. We know we, we got to get the plugs out for the people. And uh, let's do that. And then uh, let's jump into some firework games for 2022 and 2023. Everybody, we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? Back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to the sponsors. Please go check out Reality Sports Online if you love fantasy football. Also, check out my boys over at PFF All 22. Yep, I tried to challenge Shoppy to another who's the best GM in the game on PFF All 22 where we draft 53 players, offensive linemen, create our own team. Of course, he's too busy and too scared, didn't want to do it. I get it, but I am in a league with 10, 12 other people for that starting up next week on July 10th. I also got some other things cooking in fantasy football-wise. Also, check out my guy Bryce Johnson over at Fantasy Football Fellowship doing big things, combining fantasy football and his faith, which I love on so many levels. And uh, Spotify keeps us rolling. Uh, You want to create your own show, Spotify for podcasters. Go check them out, formerly known as Anchor. So all those good things always keep us rolling. And Chops, before I throw to you, before we get into 2022 games, 2023, big games to circle on their calendars you know i gotta talk about the great kool-aid drinkers the uh loyal diehard fans listen to this show and pump us up so the last few weeks you know i'm i'm not doing as good on my shout outs i was we were talking about the fantasy football league for the detroit kool-aid cast which of course i'm gonna win of course chops like was on auto pick but he thinks he's gonna win we're past all that i want to give name shout outs this week and i'm gonna do them rapid fire So I got to shout out my boy JP1077, always repping the show, always positive, always taking pictures with everybody across the Lion Twitterverse, which I love to see. Kyle Dahmer, he's always been a very loyal listener as well as donated to the show week in, week out, month in, month out. Always appreciate him on the top level. Gloria's daughter, where have you been? Used to be all over Twitter. You're always hyping our show. Now I see you every blue moon. You got to step your game up. Gator 
Punisher. This guy's got opinions. He's got takes. He's always over on Twitter doing his thing. Go check him out. I got to shout out Lynn. She just goes by Lynn. <laughs> She's always on Twitter whooping up the Lions somewhere, taking a photo or going to a game. I want to talk about my guy from the Jim Rome Show Chops. Mark in Boston, the new smack-off champion this past week he won. You know what his picture was when it went up on the Jim Rome Show with about... 20 million listeners, he was rocking a Lions hat. He's a Lions fan, Michigan Wolverine fan. Shout out to Mark in Boston with an incredible call, taking home the smack off crown. I want to shout out forward down the field doing big things. Always fun follow on Twitter. What about my guy, Tim Ellenwood? You always respect him. He's in a couple of our fantasy leagues thinking he's going to win. Sorry, Tim, that's not going to happen. David Buxton, he's been shouting out our show. He's been listening. We appreciate him very much. Raven Reeves, Real Deal Sports Talk with KP. Chris versus everyone who recently found the show and says he absolutely loves it. And he's checking it out week in and week out from now on. James Gullett and our boy Notorious DET, just to name a few. Go check out Notorious DET and all of his great gear on his website. You get some great Lions gear and t-shirts there. Chops, I'm out of breath. I could talk about so many loyal Kool-Aid drinkers, but I got to start shouting these people out by name and showing them love. We appreciate everybody. Okay, we got to give love to the the people because, listen, they they love their Lions. They love this podcast. They talk about it. They're retweeting. They're, sh- they're shouting out the show. So really got just so, so much love and thank you for all these people. Um, I, I, you know, quick, quick story was with the family this week for the holiday. And uh, I had, I had two of my notorious DET shirts on. I had the stone cold Steve Austin driving the Zamboni going. And my <laughs> brother-in-law was like huge wrestling fan. He's like, that is the greatest shirt of all time. He, I gave him the list. I showed him where to go to get his swag on notorious DET. He also loved the grit shirt that I brought. So man, there's just so much good content. Uh, we love, our Lions fans and man it sounds like they love the Kool-Aid cast and uh, let's just keep the love fest going Okri and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets up there's no doubt man appreciate that um, let, let's go ahead and get into this man um, let's uh, let's talk about firework games games where the Lions absolutely lit up the scoreboard like a firecracker in 2022 I mean, the first game I want to talk about, this is when I feel like the brand new Lions just came on the scene. And that was against the Washington Commanders. Lions 36, Commanders 27. You know what I remember most from this game? You want to know what the biggest fireworks that I remember from this game? It was this. Unleash Hutch. This is the game where they asked Dan Campbell about this and then it happened. Unleash Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. Hutch had three sacks. He's all over the football field. I remember the pass to Amon Ra, where your boy JG16 was like off kilter, falling down through a dime, and, and St. Brown went up to get it. I mean, this is kind of where we put people on notice. And not only are we going to score 30 plus, but we're going to crush your quarterback as well. So love that. Yeah, you got to love it. You know, I was loving the uh, Jared Goff, four touchdowns, 256 yards. And then my boy, I'm on raw, leading the charge with uh, 116 receiving yards and leading all rushers with 68 rushing yards. That was when the league got put on notice that ARSB was the real deal. And we were ready to light some fireworks in 2022, baby. 
St. Brown is our Debo. I mean, he get the ball in his hands. He could do some things. So I remember that end around or whatever. He's just running down the sideline with nobody around him. That was incredible. Chaps, I want to talk about the next firework game. 40 to 14. Dropped a 40 burger on the the newest love fest for the NFL, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars with uh, you know, the guy with the hair uh, at quarterback, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Like we absolutely obliterated them on all sides of the football field. This was never even close. 40 to 14 in the NFL against a quote unquote up and coming playoff team. Yeah, take that, Duval. Yeah, we absolutely punished this team. You know, the big talk was, is Jacksonville going to make a run and make the playoffs? Ultimately, they actually did. But, man, they had to get through us first. And they couldn't even, they were, the, you know, they they were like kitty cats on the field. We were the Lions out there. And they were like the Jacksonville, you know, like, uh, I don't know, house cats or something. We just mauled them to death. We ran the ball. We threw the ball. Uh, again, my boy Amon Ra, two touchdowns. Just a ridiculous game. And that was when, uh, that was the point where I really thought, Listen, this this team's for real. All right, we're turning it around. We're beating teams that are up and coming that the NFL wants to talk about. And now we're, we we beat them. I think to go to five and seven. That was like the, the up the trajectory that started us that kicked us off to that nine win season. Uh, great win by the Lions against the uh, Jacksonville Kitty Kitties. I I feel like this is one of the first games too where we we beat them down so good that it was one of the first Lions games in a while where like it was in the bank. You know, for like it was it wasn't a game where normally like, you know, we got the SOL Lions fans who always want to think that every game's going to come crashing down and and, you know, this is going to happen. Oh, poor us, the referees, this, that and the other. I feel like this game was over basically at halftime and then we poured it on even more from what I recall. James Houston crushing the quarterback with that okie doke move that he does and just hitting Trevor Lawrence right at the kneecaps. Like, I mean, this is. This was a game that, you know, our guy Dan Campbell can be happy about. You know what I mean? We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Like that was our mentality that day. And we just took it to him and never looked back. And I feel like that became a reoccurrence something to get familiar with like i don't know like when we beat the piss out of the vikings 34 to 23 i mean we're just dropping 30 plus games on people like they're nothing it's not easy to score 30 points in the national football league uh this was another game where i i if i'm not mistaken was this the uh, hashtag jmo fast his first catch ever a 40 50 yard touchdown from your boy i mean wide open and uh just dropping points on people, dominating football games, like an absolute explosive offense that all we did was add Sam Laporta and, and Jameer Gibbs to, along with Monty. Oh, baby. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Oker. This is the J-Mo, uh, J-Mo splashed onto the scene with his 51-yard, or I'm sorry, 46-yard uh, touchdown pass. It just ridiculous. Um, you know, wide open in the field. Again, this was coming off of that big win in, uh, against Jacksonville. Uh, took on another playoff t- team or team that eventually made the playoffs um, in the division. And we just like took them to pound town. It was 21 to seven at one point. Again, finished off 34, 23. Again, my boy, Jared Goff, 330 yards. I believe he had two, three touchdowns, two touchdowns that game. Like the guy was just on fire. And again, another complete, absolute mulling by our Lions uh, to take out another playoff team. So just a fantastic game through and through.
this is this is one of my gimmicks on the show and it doesn't matter to some people but I've said it before this is this is straight to Jamo Jamo we can't have you in the scuba ski outfit underneath your helmet and your jersey we need you with like swaggy arm sleeves visor one of those like headbands that comes out the back of the helmet we need some shoe like he just needs to be all swagged out like he was in, a, in Alabama. And one of the things I remember from this game is after he scored the touchdown and unfortunately ran away from all his teammates and everybody else to go say what up to Pops in the stands, he just looked like a buffoon with that uh, scuba suit on underneath his helmet. It just like, I don't know. It just really ruined it for me, to be honest. So, JMO, let's get a little more swag this year. Let's look cool like you did in your college days. And let's score more touchdowns and make more plays like you did in this ball game. Okay, rant over. Chops, the last explosive game, even though the Lions had many throughout the year, was this 41-10 to beatdown against our boy at Joey Sports Guys team, the Chicago Bears. Psh, Chicago. 41-10? to I mean, they thought they'd go run on us with that quarterback. I think his name is Just Run Fields. Like, this guy can't throw the football. He didn't know what to do against our defense. We absolutely crushed him mentally and physically in this game. And, oh, yeah, we dropped another 40-burger on you. It becomes a regular occurrence. Another game I could sleepwalk through for three quarters, which was great as a fan. Just knew we had the win, knew it wasn't close, and knew it was a rival that we just beat down again yeah so funny at the beginning of this game i distinctly remember the announcer saying that this was like going to be the justin fields breakout game because i think they did score first it was like seven nothing um and then at one point i think it was ten to seven at the end of the first quarter and everyone was just like ah justin fields has arrived the prodigy that chicago's been waiting for and we're like uh no that is not the case. We're going to take you to again to the to the pound town. We're going to beat you 41 to 10. They did not score another point after the first quarter, and we just went ballistic on them. Jamal Williams, 144 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Goff, three touchdowns, two, I think 250 yards. I mean, Justin Fields threw for 75 yards this game. 75 yards for your boy, Justin Fields, or I'm sorry, Joey Sports Guy's boy. Again, he rushed for another whatever, over 100. But again, he's not a running back. He's allegedly a quarterback. Dude, again, huge plays, never in doubt. Uh, just just a great, great win against a division rival. And this is what it's going to look like for years to come, Chicago Bear fans. Just get used to it because the Lions are not letting up. We are on the up, and you guys are in the uh with Justin Fields. So just be ready to get blown out by the Lions at home, on the road. It don't matter. The division is ours. Go home. You know what a lot of people are going to be doing? They're hyping up just run fields and saying, oh, he's a dark horse MVP. I mean... Are you kidding me? They're going to be doing this hardcore. Yeah. That, that's a big-time backpedal, Joey Sports Guy, and all this love for your quarterback until he can throw a spiral down the field that actually finds his receiver and not just try to run it every time that he uh, can't figure out a defense because he's horrible at singing. He's not very smart because of where he went to college. And, uh, yeah, you're you're in trouble there. He's never going to – he can't even spell MVP. You know what I'm saying? So, Chops, like – those are fun. Let, let me hit my fireworks sounder because we got to talk about 2023, the fireworks that we're going to see. Uh, let me get some fireworks in the background here on the 4th of July episode. Shops. September 7th. 
I believe it is, or is it the 6th? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. We head to Arrowhead. There's a banner going up Thursday night, the only game on, the first game on of the NFL season. I mean, tell me how this is going to be absolute fireworks between the Chiefs and the new Chiefs, which is our Detroit Lions. Oh, great. It is September 7th, Thursday night, opening in Kansas City. A banner will be raised. But what I'm going to be saying is that a new king of the NFL will be crowned starting on this night. Because if you think back to 2018, Goff versus Mahomes. 40, 50, what was it, 54 to 51, a shootout. Listen to me. This is going to be that game 2.0, Goff versus Mahomes. And this time the Lions will come out victorious, 55 to 51. Jared Goff is going to throw for six touchdowns. The league is going to be put on notice that it is our time. Brand new Lions. We are taking it to the league the first start of the season, and we are going to kick some Kansas City ass. Like, I was thinking about this game the other day, and I'm like, you know, it's going to be Jameer Gibbs' first ball game. And, like, normally you, you think of rookie, oh, you need some time, this, that, and the other. I'd love it if this kid came in and was just that absolute monster, both running and catching, has a huge ball game. Lions put up all these points. And you know it's been true where on opening night, and one of those teams like the Chiefs can get shocked. So I would love it to be more like 41 for the Lions and like the Chiefs to put up 21 and everybody like, what happened? It's like, yeah, the Lions not only went in and won, they doubled you up basically. Like that's what I'm hoping happens. That'd be incredible. That would be fantastic. I'd be okay with that too. I like a big shootout, but man, yeah, just, just, just demoralizing the champs would be a nice little uh, kickoff to the season as well. Like, as I'm looking at the schedule, man, it's like the next big fireworks game for one team but not the other. It seems like when the Lions play the Falcons at Ford Field. Like, you know, I know the Falcons are just like fantasy football. They just draft the best tight end, the best wide receiver, the best running back in every draft the past three, four years. But that doesn't win you ball games when you have no defense. You have a very ho-hum quarterback. You don't have anything else. I don't think we're going to get beat by a tight end, a wide out, and a brand new running back. So give me a, another big fireworks game for our Lions and not so much on the fireworks side from the Atlanta Falcons in this ball game. Oakry, September 27th, uh, absolutely at home, Ford Field. Uh, Lions are going to explode again. This is a, this is for me. This is the game where we double them up, right? So you know the big fo- the big talk going into the game will be Bijan and blah 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 blah. No, dude, this is going to be forty two to twenty one. Lions. We're at home. We're just going to kick the crap out of this team. They're going to have no answer for our offense at all. Um, and our defense is going to be flying all over the field, picking off. Uh, who's their quarterback again? Uh, who's that guy? What's his name? Ritter, Ritting, Riddler. That, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter because CJ, that's my DJ, is going to be kicking some ass and taking some names and taking some interceptions to get to those double digits. Let me um, let me back up real quick because like that week two game, that's the home opener and that's the one that me and you are set to uh, attend and be ready to rock and roll at. Like. This is this is a, a Seattle team that I love 
their offense. The guy like pieces everywhere, always kind of a nasty team on defense. But I just do not believe in Geno Smith at all. And I feel like he's your boy. You feel you find these like ho hum nobodies who have like a good year or so and you fall in love with them. Where I feel like Geno Smith had his time last year. The fact that he lit us up and put fireworks on the board and we couldn't do anything about it still pisses me off. Like I think that's gonna be a really fun ball game and could be uh explosive but maybe not like high scoring but just like a really back and forth type ball game that we end up winning that'd be incredible so that's one i had on my brain and uh, you can comment on that if you want but i'm throwing to this monday night football game when the sorry pitiful raiders come to ford field the place is going to be rocking hashtag jmo fast is going to be back this is a guaranteed 40 points from the Lions, and after the game is done, that's all the NFL is going to be talking about is the Detroit Lions. We kill the Raiders in our home field on Monday Night Football. Oh, baby. Monday, October 30th, the day before Halloween. All the freaks and ghouls from the <laughs> Raiders camp will be coming into Ford Field. But guess what? They're going to be going home to cry in their candy because we are going to absolutely demolish them again. You are right. Hashtag JMO Fast will be back on the scene. He'll be hungry. He'll be angry. It'll be his first home game. Second game, I believe, total. Uh, but he will be ready to light Ford Field on fire. He will be ready to send them trick-or-treaters back home, okay? He is going to offer some explosion plays for our Lions. And I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those games where, like, Gibbs and Demani are all over the place, right? Like, I envision this being more of, like, a running attack game. Like, JMO's going to get his and you know my boy Jared Goff's going to ball. But I think this might be the the game where like people really see the hammer of Dimani and the weapon that Gibbs is and we're just going to we're going to go all over man. I'm predicting 35 to 24 in this league uh in this game and it's going to be an amazing uh game Monday night football before the bye week. I'm here to tell you real quick, the Raiders are not scoring 20 plus points. Like they're, they're a pitiful team on so many levels. Like it's just an embarrassment. They, they have, uh, I have a one player that is good and he's a wide receiver and that's it. So, um, you know, who I'd knows? I'd argue Josh know. Jacobs is pretty good too. Might not even play this year. Um, the next one I got on my list, Chappie, for explosive games is both Lions versus Bears and Lions at Bears. <laughs> I feel like we're going to drop an absolute bomb on this team no matter where this game is played. What Dan Campbell say, you could play it at a landfill. You could play it on an ocean. You could play it in the parking lot. It doesn't matter. That's what I feel like about the Chicago Bears. We will beat them anywhere and everywhere and by lots of points. So <laughs> I cannot wait to watch these games this year. Yeah, it's just going to be an absolute slaughter fest. November 19th and December 10th at Chicago, at Detroit. Hell, we'll play them in Europe. We'll play them in Florida. You know, we'll play them on the moon. It doesn't matter. We're just going to kick their asses. So Justin Fields is a bum. He's going to show it this year. Everybody's getting this stupid preseason hype for, you know, just like they did last year. And he's going to prove them all wrong again that he's just is what he is. And that's not any good at football as a quarterback. So we're going to punish them. Both days. I'm not even give score predictions because I don't even know if I can count that high right now. No doubt. It's going to be fun. A couple more that I got on the top of my head looking at the schedule. Like, this is one I want badly. And then when we're talking about fireworks games or games that are just going to be explosive, I feel like the Lions heading to Jared Dome down in Dallas to play the 
America's team, Dallas Cowboys. I think this game is like around Christmas or like right before the new year, whatever it is. Like this may be one I might be at because if the Lions are rolling, there's something on the line. I got my uncle who lives in Oklahoma. We've already talked about like maybe I'll roll down there. Maybe me and him will roll up into this stadium of 100,000 people and cause some ruckus and help the Lions get a big dub ski in this ball game because this is one I could see being like 38-35, 41-38, maybe 45-41. Like, I feel like this could be back and forth all day with all the different skill players both these teams have and the way they play football. Like, I want this one badly against the Cowboys. Okay, I've got this game circled on my calendar, and it's for some different reasons in you, so I'm just going to lay it out for you. December 30th, Saturday night football. The Lions are going to come into this game, and they will have already clinched a playoff spot at this point. I'm calling it right now. But this will be the game where they can clinch their division, and they're going to do it in Dallas, okay? (laughs) Dak ain't him, and the Lions are going to absolutely pound the rock, and they are going to win a nail-biter 28-27, to and this is going to be the stamp that puts all the fans in Ford Field on January 14th for the first playoff game hosted in God knows how long. This will be the game. It will be time. That is why this game will be explosive. This will be why you will want to be in Dallas, my friend, because you will be there to say, hey, I was there when the Lions clinched a home playoff game for the first time since 1927. This game, be there, mark it. It's going to be fantastic against the Cowboys. Copy, man. I like it. You're bringing that heavy lumber, a real take that does not suck, a little bit of energy there. I absolutely love it. I hope it happens. And like you say, getting that division, knowing that you're going to play a home playoff game, Ford Field be incredible. So we didn't have to talk about my last firework game, which is when we just put up another 30-plus against the Minnesota Vikings because if everything's all wrapped up, man, we'll be able to put everybody in the ball caps and in the in the street gear and just be chilling uh, to get ready for some big-time playoff games for the Detroit Lions. But to sum it all up, man, I just think there's going to be lots of fireworks on offense, on defense, like there was last year, but way more this year with how we added to our defense those Jameer Gibbs like once he really kind of gets down the NFL game and he probably already does like I think he's just gonna come out to shoot and be a problem for teams I'm talking about like a Debo slash Alvin Kamara problem before you can blink I mean I'm really excited to watch him play he's gonna be incredible and that's just on top of all the other quote-unquote weapons that we have so get your fireworks out get your firecrackers get your roman candles get the uh the big finale that you see uh, over the riverside and get ready for it uh sundays saturdays thursdays once the season gets kicked off man it'll be a lot of fireworks all year long okri what a great show on the fourth of july America's birthday, happy Independence Day, people. Listen, you have so much to be excited about with these Lions. I cannot wait for the season. Training camp is coming. We are ready to go. And don't forget that Brad, always open for business homes, still has like $20 million in cap space that he can go and spend if he wants to. So still be ready for that splash, for that explosion, for that firework to fire up in the air Come uh, before training camp or maybe even during training camp. But it's coming, boys and girls. See you better be ready because the brand new lions are here to stay it's fourth of july it's independence day it's time to celebrate will the lions make that big addition before camp 
I mean, the hype's only going to continue to ramp up as football is right around the corner, less than a few weeks away before camp gets rolling and gets talked about. We'll talk about all that and much more right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Happy Fourth of July. Drink it in, man.